week 131. First TV, the homos talk show. Now this is called the homos only job. And it's coming from Yahoo News. Now, Florida mom says she's been banned from volunteering at kids school. Now, fellow millennial Florida mom, Victoria Treacy, was banned from volunteering at her kids' school because another parent at the school sent in sexual photos from Victoria Treacy's OnlyFans subscription page. Now, Treacy is suing the school board for $1 million, saying that she should not be discriminated against because of her job with OnlyFans. Now, oh, okay, the question, might this become a positive step for normalizing sex work? Is that good or bad? Why? And did the school board do the right thing by banning her because of her job with OnlyFans? It's none of their fucking business. First of all, like, it, that sounds like a Karen hating. So she's getting money, and she all she was, whatever, you know, I don't really, you know, as far as sex work and stuff like that, it's not, you know, I'm a little, I'm way more conservative than people think I am. So, you know, I don't get involved in all that, and I don't, you know, I don't believe in, but one thing I can say is, for one, I never did shit for free. So, it sounds like a Karen is hating. All the woman was trying to do was come up to her and spend time with her child, as she should. Why mm -hmm. shouldn't she be able to spend exactly. time with her child? You know, and who knows what situation she's in, whether she's probably doing it to survive. You know what I'm saying? And to feed that child. So, it is what it is. Let her, let her be like five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, month. there is that's stay beyond surviving. She wanted to spend time with her child, and she made it, and her husband made it so that they could, and she's yeah. doing it. And you hating whoever talk, whoever whoever dropping the pics. You hating? You mad? Cause you not making five hundred thousand a day. You are. <laughs> what's your name again? Chrissy. Chrissy, you are gorgeous. I just want to say that. Thank you. So are you with your chocolate set. Thank you. Erin, <laughs> I'm a behave. You know, you know how I, I, I like to I chocolate. got a friend though. I am completely like gone. So he has my heart. <laughs> but I will acknowledge, you know, what I see. But I I do um believe that it, it sounds like a Karen that was basically hating. You know, why would you bring that to the schoolhouse? That's some shit. Now, I talk about people sometimes. I'm human. You know, I'm, I think we all judge, right? But that's some shit that me and my homegirl would be in the back like, girl, you see her? You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I think, I'm not gonna try to destroy the woman's life <clears throat> or the child's livelihood. Like, but the thing is, that the kind of way of thinking that goes into judging someone kind of like factors into potentially ruining their life yeah and it's terrible i mean like it's it's very awful that a school would do something like that to her because again sex work is work like it has I don't, been normalized like forever 
Like, yeah, like, what the hell? I, I don't, I don't I care. Like, it should be normalized. Uh, I think that people, um, I think that the the base word in intimacy, you know, my degree has concentration in English, is intimate. I think that it's supposed to be between you and your partner, or if you are poly, you and your multiple partners. If you so, do that, I think that people do a lot of stuff for attention nowadays because you I, know everybody's so attention. I don't just I don't disagree on the attention aspect of things. However, again, sex work is still work. You know, yeah, uh, you can't. And you, the other thing is, like, a good chunk of sex workers is, um, you know, some don't really choose to be in that line of work, and you know, they're put in dangerous situations because of those circumstances. So I really don't think um, anyone should judge anyone for doing any kind of sex work. First, first of all, I used to, um, let me give you a little bit of Virgo's background. So, um, I don't know if y'all know about Cypress. Cypress is the boys' stroll in Atlanta. So, when I first got to Atlanta and I was homeless, I used to walk for a lot of the girls, a lot of the trans girls. I was security. So, as far as sex work and stuff like that, I've, I've been heavily involved in sex work. As far as selling myself, I never did it you know, and I, I don't promote, I don't have any videos or anything like that, you know, I was raised in a Roman Catholic household, so there's just some things that I want, you know, some lines I won't cross, and that's me, and I don't think necessarily that is nowadays that people are doing it to survive, I, it's a whole different world. Then I mean, it's still profitable, it. and it's not hurting anybody. It um, we're that, only letting it hurt can, people I because cannot, of I cannot debate that if you right, want to pop that pussy then pop that pussy <laughs> I mean listen right. listen listen uh, I myself you know I <laughs> I'm too shy for that shit so I don't see myself doing it anytime soon but I have a profound respect for people who do do it because I mean again it's not hurting anybody and you know, they're making money. It's a, it is a, it is a job, you know. Well, the girls are out here, uh, and I talk shit about it. So, and I'm very vocal about but it. But that that's not a good. That's not. The but that's the thing. The, the shit talking is what. shit for free. I've never the, done anything for free. But but here's what I don't get: like you, the shit talking, the judgmental attitude towards this woman. That's the thing that's that could potentially ruin her life and ruin her kid's life. You know what I mean? And that's what I said. So, like, I like I first made my... I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's... Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I don't judge anyone for having certain uh, conservative views on certain topics. However, when it comes to the subject of, you know, sex work, exposure, and that sort of thing, you know, it's kind of nobody's business. They can do what they want with their body. You know, they they just happen to be individuals who put a price tag on their consent. Okay, and everything that you do is judged, and people are gonna talk shit. And I'm one of those people. I'm gonna say what I what I how I feel. Well, that contributes to the that. stigma. I don't, I don't that contributes to the stigma. It's not. It, you don't need to be part of the stigma because that's part of the problem. What stigma am I part of? Well, a lot of people think that just because someone does sex work, they're probably 
they're promiscuous, they're dirty, they, you know, they don't know how to manage a relationship. And that's a terrible stigma to have. And it's usually because people tend to be judgmental towards sex workers, and that's awful. My opinion, first and foremost, my opinion about that is, no, I don't want, I've been through that. My my previous relationship, um, and I'm not even going to get into that, but like I've been heartbroken. I've been in this same room laying in the fetal. These are new mattresses because I had to experience physically seeing the person that I was in love with laying with somebody else visually. On and and the thing is, bitch, we was together for that long. If you learn anything from my ass, you learn you don't suck dick for free, bitch. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it is what it is. So I do have an opinion on it, and I'm gonna be vocal about it. And I don't have a stigma about it. If I had a stigma, I wouldn't have been out there with Akasha and all them girls protecting them when they were doing what they had to do to survive. It's a different. It's a difference between survival and doing things for attention. So at this, but, point, but she's think, making money. It's not even for attention. She's literally making money from it. Well, is is the money worth your soul? Five hundred thousand dollars a month. And I also want to add. I mean, that little kid getting a I, that kid's getting a PS five for Christmas. I'm just gonna say that. Also you know? embarrassed at school. Yeah. I, I also want to add. And then the they have to thank you, Christy. I sent. To the school yeah, was one of photos on her subscription page. So that means that that person had to subscribe to right. her own page. Exactly. And then think about think so about does the, that mean the, so wait, the, does the, that mean every single wait, does that mean every single person in the world who's ever done porn in their life is not allowed to have kids because they can potentially no, ruin their kids' lives? But but the piggyback off of what Chrissy said is you gotta think about the emotion the emotional torment and stuff that that child is going to have to go through. Like I told my, my previous person that I was with, you know, and the reason why he stopped is you have, your niece was just born. But it when still goes back. Out there, it's, it's, a, it's a wrap. It Do still goes know? back to stigma though. The only reason why people have an issue with it is mm-hmm. because there is stigma towards that line of work. What is it? All I'm saying is that no, I don't want to. I I do. I'm a stroke survivor. All of this. If we if we if we didn't if we didn't act like it was a big deal. If we didn't act like you ain't never. If we didn't act, Mike. Listen. If we didn't act like it was such a big deal, nobody would. The child wouldn't go through so much trouble. It's not a big deal. What I'm what I'm saying is that once you put things out there, they're out there. And, okay. that, and and there is stigma. This world is real. People have real opinions and it's gonna, and shit is going to, people are going to say shit and shit is going to fucking happen. So as far as me having a child or whatever, would I rather my child go through, would I rather get money and, and give my child everything and my child is mentally fucked up or would I rather be broke and have a happy child? I'd rather be broke and have a happy child. That's, that's 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 how I see it. So okay. everything isn't worth you doing everything, and that's what I'm saying. Now I, I'm I'm gonna close out mm-hmm. the topic with this ahead, part of the whole statement. I already see my combative. Honestly, it kind of made me think about the people who say that gay couples shouldn't have kids because of what it's going to do to the kids. Exactly. And it's like, 
Well, the society will, if the society, the people around the kid act horribly to the kid because of the fact that the kid has gay parents, then yes. But society could and should and is learning to not hold such a stigma against gay couples raising kids as they're seeing more and more gay couples raising but can I can I say this? The fact is this is life, this is how it is, and that's all that it that is. That doesn't mean you shouldn't try to be better. That doesn't mean we and shouldn't I, try to change people's minds. I'm not I'm not trying to not change people's opinions or whatever. It's all I about change. I don't know like I don't I don't people can have their opinions but they should still be respectful. She should not be discriminated uh, against just because she does sex and work. I already said uh, that. Is that not what I said at the beginning? But the and but I, the way but like, the thing but the problem is the problem is mm-hmm. is that you defending this type of opinion to this degree is giving those kinds of people ammo. They said, well, you know, clearly the fact that someone has this kind of opinion means we should act the way we should towards this person. No, it's, I'm telling you that the world is how it is, and it's just a fact. That's just what it is. The world used to be worse. It used to be the Middle Ages where everyone was a crazy all, Christian and murder people. First of all, I'm going to tell you like this. I am a dark-skinned, big, black, gay-ass man. So at the end of the day, if anybody along this panel knows anything about how the world is, it's me. I dealt with don't ask, don't tell. I'm a survivor of that. I've dealt with all types of homophobia. People have threatened to kill me. I've, I've been fighting my whole life. So I understand how it works. So you have to, at the end of the day, unfortunately. Un- but understanding how it works, wouldn't that also be more of a motivation to make it better? Unfortunately. It's the world that we live in. So you have to adjust, just like uh, Black parents tell their children when the police stop them, they tell them to do certain things. I know when I'm out and about, there are certain things I have to do because that's the world that we live in. So yeah, that's, We can change the world. We can try to change it. We shouldn't try to adjust to something so horrible. Well, now, I mean, we shouldn't try to adjust to it, but it's, and close. it looks like yeah, we're go ahead. necessarily I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> got a little heated. We've expressed I'm not, I'm just fine. now the very, next very good points on, on all sides. Absolutely. Very good point. And the next topic this is our ace metaphor section where we are going to just answer the card. We have five fun ace metaphor cards and we're going to answer them sincerely. Now we see the first card is up here. What is your ultimate relationship deal breaker? And we can go in any order, whoever wants to go win. And if somebody goes first, then I'll pick an order. Whoever goes first can also pick the order of the answers. wants to go first, then I'll go first. <laughs> and next will be Kuma <laughs> Burgo Husky, then Chrissy. All right. So what is your ultimate relationship deal breaker? For me, it's simply, huh, as much as I'm attracted to a gorgeous man being stronger than me and being able to overpower me, that is my thing. 
if you put your hands on me aggressively, that is just a no questions asked, done kind of thing. Like, I, I, I feel like that should just be a standard. Shouldn't it be something more subjective? That is my ultimate relationship deal breaker. That is for me personally, my ultimate relationship deal breaker. As much as it should be standard, it's not, but for me, it is. I feel that. And um, yeah, you're next, correct. No, did you, um, did you have more to say? No. Not, oh, okay, not okay. Okay, okay, sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to cut no one off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have bad connection on my fucking earphones. Um, I would say the biggest deal breaker is someone who's emotionally unavailable. You know, like if you're like having like a because listen, my 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 crazy ass overthinks a lot. Like, uh, if say if I was in a relationship, right, and if I see like my boyfriend getting coffee or some shit in the room and like he didn't make me a cup of coffee I'll be like did I do something wrong is he pissed at me what did I do I need someone who's like very reassuring and will tell me hey are you doing okay I need someone emotionally available because <sighs> there needs to be a level of emotion in a relationship you need to tell your you need to be able to reassure your spouse and say hey I'm here for you you know, I'm here to, you know, tell you that things are okay and that, you know, we're good. Because uh, in my experience, I've had, I've, uh, I've been with someone who was very emotionally unavailable. And, you know, when he wouldn't uh, reciprocate certain emotional needs for me, he would more, he would really just get defensive and just call me crazy. And I'm like, I'm not crazy. It's just, you know, you kind of act like a fuck boy. You should reassure your boyfriend who's getting a little suspicious, but whatever. That got a little too personal, but yeah, I need emotional stability in a relationship. All right, Virgo Husky, you're next. Um, deal breaker. I don't know because when I love, I love hard. So um, Same. I, love, I love authentically. So I try to love the person through the ups and downs and all of that. Um, like my previous relationship, you know, all of my people, you know, you should have been, you know, letting them go and all this. But, you know, I was trying to work with them. So I wouldn't necessarily say that I, I, I honestly know what, a deal breaker is because once I'm there, once I love a person, I love them. And every single, you know, all of my exes, I still, once I say, I love you, I love you. I love you forever. You know, do I fuck with you? No. You know what I'm saying? But do I love you? Yeah. So I couldn't really give you an honest answer on that because I've been through it all. So, you know, I I've mean, wouldn't, mm -hmm. wouldn't the reason that they're your exes be the thing that's the deal breaker though? Um, no, because most of my relationships, um, it was really, it was really them like kind of pushing me away. You know what I'm saying? I didn't cheat. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. You know, I've been loyal 
I, you know, I, I keep a home, you know what I'm saying? I have this, we driving to 2020, you know, all of that. So I'm, I'm there, but, um, you know, things just don't seem to necessarily work out, but in the end though, you know, they always want to come back. So I'm pretty much good on that, but no, I've been through like, man, I could tell you some shit. I done been through uh, married people said, oh, I'm getting a divorce. It never happens. You know what I'm saying? I'm been fooding in that. That was when I was young, though. You know, 17, 18. I, I would never um, go into, you know, break up a happy home or anything like that anymore. Um, I've dealt with trade. So, you know, I straight, you know, per se, you know, oh, you know, this is that. And then I can't get everything I need you want to be physical in the room and everything but you know I live out loud be if you love me why can't we you know what I'm saying why can't we do this so So would you say that someone being a closet case would be a deal breaker no what I'm saying is exactly what I said I've been through all of the ups and downs when I love I love meaning I work with the person through the ups and downs and I've been through it all so I can't necessarily tell you what a deal breaker is because I've loved each and every one of these people that I've been with throughout the ups and downs. And I still love them till today. I just won't go back. You, you can still love a person and not want to be in a relationship with them. At this but, point, I think you're just being combative just to be combative. No, I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean. No, I, I mean, like seriously, like, you can love a person and not want to be in a relationship I don't, with them. I don't the like deal breaker is the thing that doesn't want, that doesn't, that employs you to not want to be in a relationship I, with I them. I said, when I make statements, okay, when I make statements, because I'm very I'm not strong. disagreeing with your statement. Now, if you listen, you, you'll understand what I'm saying. When I make statements, I say what I say, and I mean what I mean. I said that I don't know, I don't have a deal breaker. When I love, I love hard, and that's it. That's the end of statement. There's no questions to be asked, anything like that. That's what I said. So please don't question me on me. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. I'm kind of in the same boat with you, Virgo, on that, because (laughs) I've been through some shit, too. And um, I kind of feel like the the last relationship I've never loved a person more in my life and i this person was a poly identified as poly i'm a heterosexual woman i value monogamy i just want one man that's it yeah girl and i want him to just want me and not me and her (laughs) and her and her (laughs) so that i would say that would be the deal breaker if i had to say because that's what broke us up because he he couldn't leave the other person alone but I didn't even but it was all an illusion in the first place you know uh you know he's saying oh this isn't our uh, old labels are confusing this isn't who we really are or anything like that but he never not said we and I paid attention I was present through the whole time and I'm like man I'm I'm fucking stupid for just going I'm just going I'm I'm a simp I was telling my homeboy today I'm I'm a simp Cause I love, I love. Me hard. too. <laughs> <laughs> I spoil. I love on you. I spoil yeah. you. 
you know, but I want the same thing in return, mm -hmm. monogamously. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, well, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. You know, I've loved every guy that I've been with, but um, there's always, there's always a cheating. You know, to me, in my mind, that's cheating. I'm cheating. not, I'm cheating not, can be... I'm not, if I'm single, <laughs> that's different. I mean, look, <laughs> do I'm... what I want to do. But someone, someone being poly can be a deal breaker. That is a that's, that was that's a deal breaker. Yeah. And Koma, I'm sorry, um, but I'm very, 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 very. I've been in this life for a long time. I've been out since the '90s. I've been in these streets since I was very young. So I'm very strongly opinionated and. I don't like to be questioned about myself because if there's anything on this earth that I know, it's me. So if I do come off a little strong, it's because, you know, this is a panel and, um, you know, I have... I mean, that, that, that's what makes debates fun. We like to listen to opinions. Yes, first TV. We want the tape. Okay. Yeah. We, we want the tape now. Have me back. I'd rather do the panel than the than the than the personal interview to be honest. I love doing panels. I was thinking about you guys, I, I don't know if you know, I had a um podcast myself. I was one of the first podcasts to um to you know publicize openly gay rappers. And it's still mm -hmm. up. It's called Haters Welcome. It was on um I think blog what is Blog Talk Radio. So um I have about what thirteen thousand um, views or listens um, archive which you know back then we're talking about over 10 years ago this is like 10-15 years ago you know to get people to listen to it live was very hard and I had 500 listeners at I was kind of popular back in the day but you know mm -hmm. neither here nor there well you well, had I, some flow you got I watched some of your videos I really like what you what you talk about so and you and you're very skilled at what you do. So you know, do you know? Thank you for you. I don't. Think I'm, uh huh. No, I was saying I don't think I'm a. Um, you know, I'm hoping by the end of the year I'll be signed. So this is a you know, Virgo Husky is a legit business. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and there are people that are looking. So I don't think that I'm gonna you know, just be, you know, you know, I think it's gonna, it's gonna blow up. So I, I'm hoping. But the next, I'm sorry. Who hurt you? What have you done to heal? And if somebody wants to go first, then they can pick the order. If not, I'll pick the order for everything. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, I, I want to say, Mommy and daddy. <laughs> Mommy and daddy hurt me. Dog on it. Uh, I had a, a teen mom. She was 16. She was on drugs. She didn't keep me safe. My father was way older than her when I was born. And he was never around. And I still honor them. I forgave them. I honored them as my parents. And I moved on and decided to be happy. That's how I found my peace. Because they gave birth to me. That's all they needed to do. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I've made peace with that and I have healed. I'm a whole person. 
<laughs> because of that, you know, I don't seek solace or anything in any anyone else for that reason, because I'm enough. And I didn't even need them around to, to, to know that. So um, that's my answer. All right. And Chrissy. I love, I love that. Chrissy, I have only, I, this is my first time meeting you. And I've only known you for like, I don't know how much time it's been like 20 minutes, but I, I think I kind of, I low-key love you. Oh, hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love me too. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, I, I love that. You know, thank you for sharing that. Thank you that. so much. <laughs> that that, that kind of like... Okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Well, me, I went through a similar situation. So my, my mother was killed when I was six. Um, my father wasn't really there. Um, we were actually down here on vacation. We, you know... Um, my mother and dad had a really, you know, kind of toxic relationship. So my mother moved us to Connecticut and um, we came down here to visit, you know, my grandma, my dad's side of the family. And while we were down here visiting, my mom's body was found July 22nd, um, which, you know, you know, dates and stuff fuck you up. So, um so yeah so upon us being down here my dad ended up um killing somebody um then he was on the run for a very long time that's how we ended up you know i traveled to ohio he was on the run in ohio so i used to get sent up there to spend the summer with him or whatever but my dad wasn't really like emotional or anything you know you can tell my dad like i love you and my dad would be like mm -hmm. you know shit like that so um my dad got sick um, this is how I ended up having a stroke because I was overwhelmed. I had a stroke in 2015. My dad had got sick before that and he had a silent heart attack and multiple strokes. And it was up to me and my siblings to kind of take care of him. And then I'm the more established sibling. So, you know, I'm doing most of the running, stuff like that. And, I, you know, at the beginning, I was really hard on my dad and and all of this because, you know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't there, whatever, whatever. But then, you know, as things went on, I started to see the humanity in, in him. And I think that sometimes as um, as children or, you know, when we look up in, in the, the tree branches or whatever, you know, when we talk about, the, you know, the tree of life or whatever, the family tree, um, we we have high expectations and we we expect them to be this this and that when at the end of the day they're human they're, they're people just like us they go through ups and downs or whatever so like even my dad and them so you know coming through the 80s the crack epidemic and shit you know i still have my aunt's an addict all of this so when you talk to them and my aunt is very vocal about it and stuff like that. And I have an uncle that has, you know, that has beat it, you know, all this stuff. But, like, when they were going, you know, when the shit hit, it was like weed, you know? So they they thought it was a regular drug, all of this, and it got them, and they mm -hmm. couldn't shake it. And it destroyed a whole generation. Basically, there's a whole generation of us 
that are, were raised by our grandparents because you know because of what happened and um i'm yeah i'm not saying this to to um dismiss what you i'm just talking from from my point of view and what i learned so like and we talked about that earlier um forgiveness forgiveness is not for everybody else forgiveness really is for you and a lot of people look at me like well how can you still be friends with this person and still deal with this person and blah 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 and yada 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 if i sit up here and i i i ask god to forgive me every day because shit i'm terrible i'm a human you know i fuck shit up every day but if I'm sitting here asking him for forgiveness and, and God forgives me, who am I as a, a as one little speck out of these seven, eight billion people here? Who am I to not be able to forgive another person? And that includes parents, grandparents, all of this. So as I became an adult, I started looking deeper. Like I traveled to Alabama a lot where, you know, my grandma, I didn't even realize what my grandmother went through you know and it's just you know it's so me who hurt me um a whole bunch of motherfuckers hurt me and i hurt a whole bunch of other people too um how how did i heal forgiveness i forgave other people and then i started the process that i'm going through right now is learning to forgive myself this is we have one fucking life one and i can't sit here and harbor on the shit that happened yesterday. I have to, that clock don't stop moving and I can't stop moving either. And, you know, and that's really it. I'm, I don't want to start crying and shit. I do that. I cry. I'm a cry, y'all. It's healthy. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're amongst friends. <laughs> okay. Thank God. Did you want to go next or did you want me to go next? Not to sound like a broken record, but who hasn't hurt me in life? Um, but uh, I, I'm okay. So I, uh, I don't want to say who, but I do. I did have a family member growing up who would often, in lack of a better term, bully me a lot, especially for my interests and for the things that I were into. And for a long time, I felt very ostracized in my own family because of it. Because uh, growing up, you know, I was, well, figuring, looking back as an adult, I'm a queer person, I'm gay, but also, you know, growing up, you, um, you know, when you start developing certain interests, me in particular, you know, I got into geeky shit like anime, uh, video games, that sort of thing. And um, I always had one particular family member who would uh, often judge me by questioning my intelligence and my maturity strictly based on my interests. And I don't over-exaggerate when I say this, but I was often treated like I had special needs strictly on the basis that I was into animation and that I was into, well, strictly for the fact that I wasn't a typical Greek kid that was supposed to like soccer. I don't like sports. I, I don't understand why people like sports. Rugby, I understand. Look at all the monkey bears, but I don't like sports. It's boring to me. And because I wasn't that stereotypic Greek kid who would be into sports, who would want to go outside and play soccer, I was 
treated differently by that particular family member. And for a, for a long time, I started thinking there's something wrong with me because I really like this stuff and I really love indulging in this type of media, but clearly I'm being treated poorly for indulging in this. So there must be something wrong with me. And at some point in life, uh, I realized that there's a whole community of people who also indulge in said activities. I mean, when I was 18 years, no, not 18. Why did I say 18? When I was, I want to say 12 years old, I had a friend who was a cosplayer and they were very welcoming to me. And they saw that, you know, that I was like sort of struggling with that sort of social dissonance in my family. So what they did was, you know, they took me out. They took me to my first convention. They, <laughs> I kind of know how to use the train system because of them. And, um, you know, I ended up meeting an entire community of with very welcoming arms and nobody like treated me like I was, that I was lacking intelligence. I mean, literally this particular family member who I, who I keep mentioning, thought that I was the type of kid who would be on the short bus strictly on the basis that I like Sailor Moon. Because in their eyes, watching something like Sailor Moon is on the same playing well, Sailor level. Sailor Moon rocks, though. Yo, right? But like... <laughs> Sailor Moon. So, so to, to them, and, and I've noticed to a lot of people in society, some, watching something like this is on the same level as watching Sesame Street or Dora the Explorer, which is clearly not the case and I really hate the stigma and the way of thinking that people think that just because something is animated and also appropriate for kids automatically means that it's a lower form of entertainment and that's very far from the case so yeah uh I was borderline bullied by this family member and I really started hating myself because of the things I was into at some point I started to try to deny myself those certain luxuries like I tried to not like anime I tried to like avoid it at all costs at some point in my life but then like life started seeming very bleak it started seeming very boring you know I just I could not get into anything else you know this was the thing I latched onto, and this is the thing that kind of shaped who I was today so why wouldn't I indulge in such a great art form so I would say the thing that really helped me heal was friendship, connections, and a newfound form of confidence. Oh, right. So I will say quickly that, and this is gonna, it's gonna sound like whatever it's gonna sound like, I'm gonna say it. I feel that society being anti-LGBT hurt me to the extent that I, my time in the closet and the fact that I, I missed out on some potentially really wonderful relationships because at the time, now when I was in college, I was like comfortably just myself, but after college, I started going back 
into the closet or whatever. And I, I missed out on some potentially really good love connection. Now, and to this day, well, currently I'm single, you know? So, and I think back like, oh my gosh, I missed out, but it's gonna get better. And as far as what am I doing to heal, the fact that I am out now and I feel that my work with Verse TV and what we do with this and just showing people living their truths and living their reality, I, I feel that that's important for not only other people to see, but also for myself. And it, it helps me. So the next card is have you ever cheated? Mm. And if not, what's the closest you have ever come to cheating? Now, whoever wants this first can go. Otherwise, I'll just pick an order. I can go first. I was okay. So, no, I haven't cheated. Um, I feel like if you make a decision to be with somebody then that's who you're with um have i come close have people tried it of course um you know i i used to think it was just the the gays but it's not um i think when you get in relationships people be trying it you know what i'm saying so it is what it is um so it's you know it's been a lot whatever whatever but me personally, no, I haven't. Um, I don't plan on it. Um, I I believe that um, just like you know, just like the um, the growth spur in your head and the universe, everything is a circle. So everything comes back. So I try to put out the energy that I want to be given to me, and I'm very emotional and shit like that. I told you. The last shit that I went through when I seen him sleeping with somebody else, I couldn't even sleep on the same mattresses. I had to, you know, I threw the mattresses out and bought new mattresses because, you know, that's just how I, I felt about it, you know, and that's how I am. So, no, I haven't. All right. Uh, Kuma Blue, you wanted to go next? Um, No, I've never cheated. I and I if if I ever end up in a relationship I'll be like in the future and that person decides to cheat on me uh because I did have someone cheat on me and I thought to get them back would be to cheat on them but then I realized that's counterproductive and it's not going to solve anything and it's just going to crush your soul afterwards so no cheating is no good it's not good when someone does it and you shouldn't try to do it to someone else Okay. Chrissy, um, did you want to go next or did you want me to go next? Um, I've never cheated. Um, let, let my ex tell it. I cheated because he labeled me his girlfriend without having a conversation about that, even though I wanted to be his woman. But um, not on poly terms. And um, so in my mind, I wasn't his woman. I was a sex partner because we didn't talk about a commitment or anything monogamous. So um, I did hook up with someone else 
but I never cheated because in my mind, I wasn't his woman. Does that make sense? Does that, does, yeah, does no, that make I get, sense? I get it. I mean, considering it's a poly relationship, multiple partners. See, and I didn't even know what that was until I met this person. And then I still was really confused. Like, what does it mean? Like, does it mean that you're committed to us both or you are committed to one more than the other or it depends i didn't didn't know and uh i I really feel like i was uh um kind of kind of tricked into it honestly but um from my point of view uh no i didn't i didn't cheat it while i when i agreed to be his girlfriend i didn't cheat on him um, I, I've never cheated in any relationship that I've been in um, because I, I value monogamy and I, I do believe in that whole full, full circle thing and karma and all that. I don't want anyone doing to me. I wouldn't do anything to someone I wouldn't want done to me. Um, <clears throat> but I've been cheated on <laughs> lots of times. <laughs> All right, so I'll give my answer a minute. Chrissy, you're too pretty to cheat on. Thank you. That's with the deck. Like, you're better off, sweetie. Like, you you seem like a very strong woman, and, like, I respect you a lot. Thank you. Now, I have not cheated, and I thought about this, and I was like, well, have I ever... And I would say similar kind of to what Chrissy said, but just from a different mindset. I would say the closest that I've come to, quote, cheating, end quote, is, you know, that kind of gray area toward the end of a relationship when you're like, ah, you know, it, it's it's over. And you kind of, have established it, but maybe the other person doesn't know that or whatever, but maybe in that slightly gray period would I have stepped out. But sex is not that big a deal to me. So I I, I wouldn't cheat on somebody for the purpose of having sex with somebody else because I barely have sex with anybody. But that's just me. Anyway, the next card. Oh, wow. Speaking of sex, how important is sex? How important is great sex to our relationship? Kuma Blue, why don't you go first? Oh, it's very much important. I, <laughs> I don't know how to put it simply, but it's very important. I mean, like, listen, listen, listen. Sex doesn't have to be the only thing that you and your partner does, but like, it's something that you and your partner kind of like should be doing at some point. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> like. Okay, so uh, I had I I had a boy I had a boyfriend who's who's such a sweet guy. I mean, like we're still friends, and he's like the sweetest person you'll ever meet. Um, but um, let's just say we weren't really in the right frequencies, which is why we had broken up. And um, <laughs> there wasn't enough um, passion in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. 
I, I, let's just say I'm someone who uh, very much appreciates passion in the bedroom. <laughs> so like if, if, if you're someone who doesn't really like passion in the bedroom, I don't know if this relationship is going to go on that much longer. Does that make me sound shallow? Maybe a little bit, but um, yeah. All right, and Chrissy, did you want to go next, or I, I can go next? Well, you go ahead, Erin. Is how important is great sex to a relationship? Well, uh, for a relationship, speaking of relationships in general, it's up to the people involved. I know to myself, sex is not a big deal for me. I know I dated... <laughs> And perhaps I, I'm the opposite end of that spectrum of Kuma Blue, but I, I dated somebody who sex was very important to them. And I tried to sort of get up to their- uh, Match the frequencies per se? Yeah, yeah, you know, but I ultimately I didn't because uh, he, had, he had to cheat to get enough. Oh sex. no. Yeah. And God, guys are yo, I'm a gay man and I think I'm starting to hate men. <laughs> I hear you. Bro. Um, you know, guys, people do what they do. And as far as sex, I I I think great sex is a wonderful thing. And I huh. I remember one of my most exciting sexual-ish experiences completely clothed was with this dude who used to love wrestling. And he was stronger than me, all muscly and everything. And he would throw me around the bedroom. And that was in the days before I was diagnosed with MS and, you know, used a walker like I currently do. But- Y'all still have his number? I know, right? No, I don't. And he's in Maryland and I'm in Ohio. But still, he was wonderful. And I, I remember he would wrestle me. And one time he he wore me out and straddled me and looked deeply into my eyes. And I was like, oh, he's about to kiss me. And they went, bow, stopped me right in my chest. And I was like, oh. And then he came back and I was like, oh. So for wait, wait, was that he he punched you in the chest? No, yeah. Oh, oh. His thing was wrestling. So, so he would it would be like like not like beat me up like I, I go home. It was like uh, foreplay. It was like oh. foreplay, I guess. You know? <laughs> yes, Chrissy, thank you. You know the, the, the little bit of impact, like ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm not gonna lie, like I, I would leave this house being uh, feeling worn out from our time together, but you know, he was passionate and I still remember sleeping in his arms and just feeling so safe in those muscles and uh, and he was only five seven, but I was like, oh my gosh. Aaron, anyway. Aaron. You wanna know how you how you don't wanna know how I know you and me like definitely like are friends? I think you would really I think you would really enjoy reading Sambara. 
Oh, oh yeah, and, and you know, I've been looking into that. And yes, I I I, I love a gorgeous sick man. Anyway, anyway, thank uh, you. Or Virgo Husky, either one of you up next. Um, you talking about the sex in a relationship? For yeah, me, um, for me, it's um, I'm a sex, I'm a Scorpio, y'all. Y'all know my birthday was uh, Monday the twenty fifth. Happy birthday to me! Happy thank belated. You. So look, so I, if you want to talk about sex, um, five times a day, um, my man walks past me, I touch his ass, everything. I'm that type of person. So um, is it important? <laughs> I've learned in the last few years that I am, I'm very um, affectionate. Um, I thought I didn't like affection, whatever. I have to have it. I'm codependent. So, you know, that's, you know, I'm in therapy, you guys. So that's why I had to turn the screen off and all that. So, you know, so I'm working on me. But I'm, yes, it is it important? Attraction is important, all of that. Now, there are times in, um, there, I've ended up in just about every relationship I've been in because I fell in love with the way that they loved me, per se, if that makes any sense. So it wasn't necessarily that I was ultimately attracted to them or whatever. But then I learned that over time that that when all of that other stuff fades away, if the attraction isn't there, then, you know, then that creates a problem too. So is it important? Hell yeah, shit. My nigga is fine. I'm telling them I have... I call him Quilt, y'all, because, you know, I won't post him anywhere. I call him Quilt after Michael Jackson's son, Blanket. So, you know, because this time, I'm not, there's no social media, no nothing. We, um, you know, we were, matter of fact, before I did this interview, you know, I had to, in our phone call, now that he was in the tub, so, and I'm waiting on him to text me back now. But he is fine. He's the most gorgeous man that I, I feel privileged to even be in his presence. That's how gorgeous he is. Is his name Quilt because you like to have him wrapped around you? No, ah. his name Quilt because nobody will see him. It's after oh. blanket. You remember how Michael Jackson used to have? No, yeah, blanket? quilts, blankets. You wrapped them around you. Oh. Yeah, I know. I have several over here. Some, you know, but no, it's Quilt. It's Quilt. Quilt is a, a play off a of blanket. So blanket, and I'm rolling up, y'all. I, I smoke. So um, <laughs> it's okay. I feel like the comedy went over your head just now. No, it didn't. It kind of went over yours. Quilt is a play off a of blanket. I'm a I'm a rapper. So when and I'm I'm also degreed in English. So when it comes to words and stuff like that, that's my profession. So I'm good with wordplay and things of that nature. So quilt is a play off a of blanket. When Michael Jackson's son, his youngest son, when he was small, he used to he called him blanket and he used to have a blanket over his head. Nobody seen his face for a very, very long time. So I nicknamed my guy Quilt because he grown and sexy. It ain't nobody about to see. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody's gonna see that because you know as That's soon as it is. Come, girls are gonna be in his inbox, they're gonna be digging through. You know what I'm saying? Uh-uh. You right. won't respect this, baby. <laughs> I'm keeping her. 
I know that's right. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's what it is. Girl, I done bought these wraps from this. this I don't even know if these is real wraps. I don't. <laughs> it was so I'm going to answer. So we can wrap up the question. <laughs> All right, Chrissy, go ahead. So, uh, yes, great sex is a high priority. It's a high priority on, on my list. Um, in a relationship, um, I'm extreme. I'm a cancer. I'm extremely passionate. I'm extremely passionate. I love love. I love loving. I love getting loved on. I just love it. <laughs> it's a high priority for me. If I'm by myself, I do okay by myself. But when I'm with someone, I want loving all the time. Would you say, Virgo, five times a day? Five times a day. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Maybe, maybe more. <laughs> You're romantic too, aren't you, Chrissy? I am. I'm a, I'm a hopeless romantic. I am just, I love, I love the roses and like setting the mood and like anticipation is foreplay to me. So like getting up and like, you know, saying something sexy, like going ahead and fixing coffee for my mate or, you know what I mean? Like doing things like that, leaving little love notes, things like that, like me leaving too. a trail of, of flower petals, you know, not necessarily roses, but if that's what they like, that, you know, and, you know, leading to the, to a bubble bath and then to the bedroom and, you know, having a, a candlelit dinner on the beach or something, you know, yeah, like. I wish I could show y'all. Oh my God. So those are his, his birthday was on the 30th. So those are his balloons. I had the floating, um, I put the tea light candles mm -hmm. over the water, the floating candles. Oh, those are so I, cute. I did that, so it was a trip. They're still down here. So here, I got it from uh, these little things from Dollar Tree. Uh huh. See the candles still in there. So I did all of that. Um, you, I just wanted. To, if I was straight, girl, <laughs> I would have been. And I put something in your inbox too. So, I got it. Okay, we friends now. So, um, yeah, girl, we would be lit. Do you hear me? <laughs> Hell yeah. I would love I you. Act <laughs> I act a fool. I can already I can you. see your spirit. I know who you are. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. You <laughs> All right. Last question. And Hell no. No. <laughs> Just one more. We got it. You got it in you. And now I'm talking about the question. I done read it. Dear God, no. If not, where does it still hurt? And anyone can, it sounds like we're all just chopping at the proverbial bit. So we, we can go in any order answering the question. My mentality is still thoroughly scarred from the last relationship I was in. Ugh. And like this person, I don't hate them, right? Like I don't, I still want good things for them. I don't want anything bad to happen to them, but they have a personality that, that tends to get them into trouble and they've been in trouble because of the things they've done. And- Like what? Tell it, tell it. I don't like telling, I don't like say telling it, the story. 
because it's, it's, it's hashtag verse TV. We gotta have the T. Okay. So my my previous relationship. <laughs> so my previous relationship. Um. Oh my god. My previous relationship, right? My um, me and my uh, boyfriend at the time got into a really bad fight, and for the past three days, he had given me the silent treatment, and I broke down at my job crying, thinking that like you know this is it and it's over, but that wouldn't happen until like two years later. But uh, you know, I was crying and I was thinking, Jesus Christ, like he's such a dick. And I was ready to sort of just like apologize and just like ask him to, you know, just forgive me and whatever. And it was a pretty pathetic moment in my life. And then he calls, he texts me and he's like, don't get mad. And I'm like, what did you do? I'm in the hospital. And I'm like, what? I'm in the hospital. The other night I cheated. I was in the park and I accidentally smoked crack. <laughs> How do you accidentally do that? <laughs> and like, it really like fucked with me like for a very long time because like this person is so, they have such a dangerous mentality. And like, I feel as though that if I don't like, if I don't nag them, if I don't tell them, please stop doing the stupid shit, they're going to end up in a coffin. And I, despite all the ups and downs we had, I would never want that to happen to them. So yeah, uh, my mentality still hurts because of my last boyfriend. Sucks, really sucks. Yeah, I, I hate, I, I hate I, men. I don't, I'm not, I don't hate anybody. Um, am I I'm, I'm personally, can I answer now? I'm not interrupting anybody or going, okay, I'm just Done speaking. That. So I am, um, I'm healing from, and I'm quite sure he's healing from it too. Shit, I'm crazy. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have PTSD too. Okay. <laughs> so, I, you know, it is what it is. It, it just didn't, at the end of the day, I don't hate him. I still, like I said, once I love somebody, I love him. I love him. I will always love him. And if he needs me, um, and it doesn't jeopardize anything else, and I'm talking about as a friend, I, we could never be on that level again. But I would be there for him because I do care about him and things of that nature. But shit, I don't believe what that motherfucker, the, the word don't even leave his mouth. I'm telling you. <laughs> and I don't believe shit that motherfucker said. Do you hear me? So, you know, I take everything with a grain of salt. Um, I, Was I hurt and everything? Yes, but I am in the, the person, if it took all of this, and I, I say this at you know, the beginning of every relationship. But I really think that this one, this is probably the first relationship that I've been in or I'm going into that I was actually the person's friend first. So me and Quilt talk about, we talk about mental health. We talk about 
Um, you know, everything we listen to the same music, we like the same things, we're fucking corny, you know what I'm saying? We're empathetic, we're we're very sensitive. He's sensitive just like me. We care that's he's the first thing I see. I expect that phone call every morning. You know, so it's if it took all of that, me to go through all of the, the niggas in the past for me to get to this, and then like this motherfucker is gorgeous. Gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? Gorgeous. If it took for me to get there, then you know, hey, it is it is what it is. So I'm I'm as far as being healed, now nah, the shit hurt me. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm better because I know not to go through that or to be that naive again. You know what I'm saying? It was a process that I had to go through. So the hurt was a hurt that I needed. Um, if not, where does it still hurt? Um, it don't shit. My days are fucking amazing. You know what I'm saying? My, the sun was out today. My house smells like damn caramel popcorn. I got my my um diffuser and all my incense burning. It's absolutely spotless. My yard, even my my landscaping. I got my my flower beds done. You know what I'm saying? My little lights along the thing. I have a full tank of gas. I drink a little uh sparkly moscato early. <laughs> Lit. Yeah, I am. I my day is amazing, and since he's entered my life, especially in this capacity, because it took a long time. He's very, very um. Well, let me stop talking about all that. But um, (laughs) yeah, I'm all right. I'm good, and I hope that my my ex is good too. I ain't mad at him, you know. Not mad at him at all. Now, I, I it, Chrissy, can can I go next? Go ahead, go ahead, Aaron. Okay, so mine is going to be a, a quick little story. When I turned thirty, and that was eight years ago, because I'm thirty-eight. I know you guys, I, I'm an older millennial, but still, I thirty-eight. Yes, I was born nineteen eighty-three. But um, I remember through my 20s, since I was 24, all the way up to that, 30, I was- That's how old I am. Huh? 24? Right. (laughs) (laughs) You look good. I don't care how old you And you fine too. What? I'm just, I'm just being silly because you remember when we were talking about that earlier and you kept saying age over and over again and I feel like, you know, you know, are you, you still wondering how old Burgo is? <laughs> like Mariah Carey, you said you, 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 it just is what it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I was 24, I off and on dated this dude uh, friends dating, friends dating, friends dating from 24 all the way up to 30. And when I reached 30, because you know, sometimes people put that whole 
oh, once you reach X age, you need to be dot, dot, dot. Once I reach 30, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm through with all of the games. I need to just settle down. And he's been in my life this whole time because it's been him all the time. Like Anita Baker said. And I started throwing myself at him so much that I scared him and, and had him run away. And that was why it is one of the relationships where I, it, it took some time for me to heal because I, I really expected us to be able to get to go together and go the distance. And I, I think part of my fear with him before was I was afraid of flying and when everything just went south, it was tough, but I've gotten past it, but it, it's still a very vivid memory of mine. Anyway, Chrissy, you um, I, Before we move on, and Chrissy, I'm not trying to be rude. I, I have questions. So from, Okay, when did that relationship, how old were you when y'all ended? Th that was until I was 30, because once I reached 30, I was, I, I threw myself at it. I was throwing myself at him so much, so hard, so strong mm -hmm. that eventually yeah. it sort of had him run away. I, so how long has it been between there for you to get into the next relationship? Uh, well, see that that's going back a time as well. I, who, who did I date? Well, when I turned 32, I came across the dude that I thought I was going to marry and we were living together and all of that. And I was like, I'm going to marry him. Well, he brought it up first, and I was like, I've never had a dude actually want me so much they want to marry me. Anyway, we ended up breaking up after I gave him all of the sex because I, even though I was a prude in my, I was a thought in college, and I gave a lot of oral sex to a lot of dudes when <laughs> from age 23. From age 23. To 32, I, I was approved. And even if I was in a relationship with somebody, the most I, I, I wouldn't go beyond kissing and cuddling until we were doing something that felt kind of like marriage. And he was the first one at 32 who presented marriage and at a good time. And I was like, you know what? I do want to get married. And this is for me, and we can do this. And I gave up all of my sex that I had been holding on to to him. Yeah. And ultimately, we didn't work out. So, oh, well, but that's how things go. But uh, th that relationship doesn't hurt. The one that, and none of them hurt, but that one when I was how 20. How many was it? Huh? How many was it? Uh, I, 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 I'm, I, not I, I'm, just, I'm just asking. 
I, I've had a lot of relationships in my time. For a second, I was like, is he asking me how many inches? But no, nah, I, I, I don't have to worry about any of those type of questions from me. Unless you want to answer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, nah, I don't even want to hear it, to be honest. I feel <laughs> like it is relevant to this conversation. We must know. Well, <laughs> you turn it down. <laughs> now, um, there was... Uh, you and that. <laughs> about things I, I'm I'm seriously I, I'm a real prude um so like that's why I was asking those questions I've been I think in four maybe four serious relationships if that and um shit I don't claim it you know and the rest of the shit you know I'm from the south baby you don't talk <laughs> you know you know they want this and they'll never have it. Mm -hmm. I have the same experiences with my exes. Um, and actually, <laughs> uh, as far as, I don't know, like healed, what does that mean? Like I, I enjoy my, my life every day. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm, I, I'm decided to be happy. When I, work, when I open my eyes, I'm grateful. That's my first you know, my first vibe of the day is thank you, God, thank you. <laughs> you know, because I, I, I wouldn't have the uh, if I if I didn't, then I wouldn't have a, an opportunity to create. You know, whatever magic in my life that happens. So, um, I don't even feel like I I've been like that. I need to heal. You know, I just knew that it was something that I couldn't continue because it just wasn't my vibration. It wasn't what I wanted. And um, I'm I'm not approved. And the sex between us was extra lit. Like, <laughs> we, <laughs> he gave me the best birthday ever. This, you oh, know, my, this, you did the birthday story? <laughs> yes, I, I know, okay. <laughs> All right, Chris. Ever, and I will I never forget him. And I'm always love him, and I'm the same. I, if he ever needed me as his friend to do anything, his children ever needed me, I would be there. And um, if any of his family ever reached out to me, I would be there. That's you know, and um, and I'm always love him, and he knows he knows it. And um, and the same for him, you know, he he's the same he's the same with me. But as far as like having a sexual relationship. Um, it, it, it confuses things for me because I know what I want and I know who he is now and, uh, who I, I saw wasn't who he was, you know, maybe once upon a time, maybe before his lifestyle started, that was who he was, but that's not who he is now. Maybe he'll get to that point at some point, but until then, you know, I, I really only wish him love and happiness. And peace, and you know, you worded. And, you, I I don't want to like because I'll forget. 
um, but you have a, a really great way with words. Um, your spirit and your aura, I can feel it. And you're very humble because I just had to catch myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I can see, I can see you. I can see you. But go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. You're fine. But I I was finished. You know, like I mean, don't get me wrong. I still there's still sometimes. Oh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> sometimes I cry about it because of how much I loved him, and I miss him every day. But I want to move on. I want to have what I want. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And. Uh, I deserve to, I feel like. Yeah. And that's that's the you, you deserve you, you deserve for someone to treat you like you're their one and only. Yeah. You know? You you deserve for someone to treat you like, you know, you're one of a kind, you know. And I would I, just, I would give you the biggest hug right yeah, now. Yeah, because I, I am, because I'm not for everybody. I am really not. And I, I speak my mind and I'm, you know, I, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not a docile woman. So, and a lot of these guys, they, that's what they want. Someone who's not going to do any of that, just shut up and listen. And I'm very opinionated. I'm, um, I'm, I don't have degrees, but I'm not, I'm not a cute dummy, you know? And, um, you know, we were talking about that last year, and, like, I think I identify as sapiosexual because I'm very attracted to intelligence. You know, your your physical appearance, um, that's only a small part of it, you know, but you you can't be stupid. (laughs) You can't be a dummy, you know, you you have to have some some know-how about yourself, some intelligence, and, you know, some um, get up and go, some type of business savvy or something you know something that you can teach me that you know because i'm pretty sure i bring something to the table that you don't have you know and vice versa and i'm open to that and welcoming so you know um it was really it was really a different experience because i oh i accepted this man for who he was this is this was his lifestyle and i expect him to change but i still loved him i fell in love and um, I didn't want to give him an ultimatum or anything like that, because uh, then that will be selfish of me, you know. And I felt like, okay, well, I love this person so much, but I love me, so I gotta let it go. So I guess, yeah, I'm still healing. I'm still healing. I'm I'm single now and I'm and I'm dating, but I'm not ready for a committed relationship because I'm I'm still in love with this man. What are you um like this right here and you know uh, I'm working um I'm, I'm getting uh, new opportunities thrown at me left and right. You know, I'm, I'm trying to brand myself or define myself as an artist because I, I write, 
And I, I like to write poetry and short stories. I, uh, before becoming a mother, because I have four children, I was going to school for theater and performing arts. I'm diving back into that. You know, I'm, I'm just following my heart, following my dreams. I'm setting new goals and I'm going after them. Girl, you have a very beautiful way with words. And I could see you. You know what I'm saying? I I, I already know who you well, are. Well, I can you. see you. I can okay. see all of you. Like seriously, like I I just I just am grateful to even be on this panel because you know a lot of I was talking to like telling Aaron and telling my friends, like my friends, like you're gonna be talking on a, an LGBT panel. You're not. LGBT, but but I'm an advocate for human rights. I love people, you yeah. know. LGBT so plus and ally plus an ally exactly. So I'm definitely a friend, you know. Don't nobody in <laughs> on these streets. You better not with none of mine. I don't care how they identify. You know, if they are loving and, and good people and. You know, they're good to themselves and other, and they're not hurting you. Leave them alone. Mind your business. You know, this is just, you know, people just, they just have that hate, hateful energy. Like, why are you, why are you so angry? Get, get you some happy. <laughs> you know, my most favorite thing to do in life is to laugh. That's my most favorite thing to do. It's that's, healing. That's what I like to do, too. Yeah. And um, you say laughter is the best medicine. It is. It's a very, it's a great antidote for a lot of a lot of troubles these days. Seriously, that's why. Um, but with my music, um, because you know I was in the healing process or whatever. Um, very deeply going. I'm talking about. He knows that he can call me. You know, I called me. He was in Atlanta ready to come back home, you know, mm -hmm. roll down in six hours, turn around, drove all the way back, you know, that's how it was. Um, but, you know, I retired in 2009 because, you know, they were calling me fat, black, ugly, you know, just there was, you know, and this wasn't even the straight community. This was the LGBT community that was beating me down, you know, but you know, I was, I was, hold on, I was bullying back then too. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that's, you know, I'm from the hood, and that I, I see rap and hip hop as a sport. Um, but you know, I was, I was young, and then my nieces started finding my music. That was like the end all. So at that point, Nicole is like thirteen. You know. She's a, just going into her teens. She's something now. We're not going to count. No, no, <laughs> But, uh, you know, she's growing with the sun. I was going, I was trying to speak on my growth and, um, and what I've, you know, just what I've experienced and then coming like where I'm at now and, and experiencing the same thing that she did. And, um, the way that I, because I, I didn't write for 10 years. I retired in 2009. 
and I wrote, but I, you know, I was developing other artists and stuff like that. I can play music for you guys if you guys want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing a lot of stuff and going to school. When my niece found my music, well, my niece says, you know, this is my space era. And I'm I'm out here talking all this shit, but I'm on the phone, like telling you, hey, stay in school, all of this. I made it a point to come home and go back to school. And it took me years to graduate from college. My brother died and my father died. I just, my grandfather is in the living room. And I just, we just buried him on the 17th of last month. I do all the arrangements. I am, I'm that person in my family, you know, and I, I go through so much. But with that relationship, you know, I got into a relationship so that, it, you know, because I wanted something for myself, you know, somebody to just love me, especially. And he was young. And God had told me a long time ago, I heard it. Like, I'm not going to be able to keep him because he needed to get out there and experience life. Yeah. And the, you know, the things that, I, you know, being this old, it, it hurt me. It broke me down. And as far as the artists that were around me, Kai pregnant and she, you know, she, she has a degree in, in vocal, you know? So we met at Fayetteville State, excellent singer. You know what I'm saying? I think that she should, at, at the least, she should be singing background for Mariah Carey somewhere in London calling me saying, hey, boy, I'm over here, whatever. And I'm be like, bitch, cash at me $5. I know you got it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Shit like that. That's how good she is. But none of the, and that's creatively, that's where I was getting my creative off, developing and writing. And then I went through that relationship, heartbroken. And, and nobody wants to create. So who do I have to create with? Me. So, you know, if I write for me, I'm going to talk about my titties, how big my right. lips are, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I made it a point, and I'm sorry, y'all, I'm just telling y'all about Virgo Husky. I made it a point when I rebranded and everything, I made it a point to make happy music. The music that I make, I, I go through depression like deep depression, you know, within, I lost one of my best friends. The person I started this with, Stacia, is not here. And she died on May 31st. And we didn't find out anything. The people who were, I was, we were best friends together. We met in the army and we were in it for 10 years. 10 years. But Stacia gets quiet. She goes and relate, you know what I'm saying? And she got quiet. But at, one of us should have knew where the fuck she was or been talking to her. So when I found out that she passed, I spiraled. So everything that I, I make has been like get up, like have a seat. I, you know, I'll be in here in the bed, child. Don't want to get up, don't even want to open the blinds or nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And that song will come on, and it makes me want to get up and mop the floor. Yes, you better get up and clean that floor. What you, what, why are you sitting down? Why are you depressed? Time is ticking. 
So that I'm just telling you from my experience, and I know I'm long-winded, but I'm, you know, my spirit is telling me to tell you. Uh, that's how I'm getting out of my depression. Then it goes out of, it goes back to forgiveness and all of that that we were talking about earlier. We have to forgive ourselves too. Yeah. Because if you don't, then then how are you going to, we, we carry so much guilt that we don't want to move. And Kuma had said something about, you know, him not like the anime thing, him not wanting to um, to do this because he thought it was, fuck that. Be you, you know who God made you, as long as you ain't hurting nobody, whatever, and, and live. Forgive yourself and understand. We don't know if it's a reset button. We don't know what happened. Everybody's just guessing. Yeah. But I know that something about this is real, especially these spirits. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't really. So, sometimes I do because I'm judgmental, just like everybody else. You know, we all <laughs> we all have that. In you a, don't want to admit know? it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I everybody has it. But you know, I try not to look at the shell and just see what's on the inside. And all of us are imperfect. But are we not created in God's image? So well, I, was, I, I believe yes. I don't really believe in God. <laughs> well, I'm saying the Creator, whoever, wherever you think we came from, we came from something. Um, yes, can't apply that to everybody. Well, right. I'm just so that's probably a good segue for us to close the show because that'll open up a brand new. We might uh, even open it because we're already there. So look, because we can't just close it like that because that's I don't think that's a good closing. That's that's leaving the cliffhanger. And I don't know when I'll be back or be able to say anything. So let's, uh, for all I know is we could all be uh, just a molecule in, in, in somebody's ankle. You know what I'm saying? All I'm saying is we come from something. Very true. And we're in to celebrate these, these things. I know that each and every individual that I'm talking to is real. Yeah, I can feel you. You're different. And what I was saying about imperfect is that we're all imperfect. So but listen, but but we're perfect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because so, there, hold on, hold on, let me get the point off. Mm -hmm. There is nothing else in this world like you. So how are you not perfect? Doesn't that make you perfect? You are perfectly you, right? I so again, uh, I have a different mentality when it comes to certain things. Um, I don't believe in a concept of perfect because perfection is subjective. Uh, a lot of that stuff sounds very vague in my opinion, and I don't expect perfection from any person. Uh, and again, yes. Uh, so I don't particularly think we come from anything specific, you know? Uh, 
there's I, I feel as though uh, this is a personal thing for me, but I feel as though a lot of like the reason why society tends to slow down when it comes to progression, I feel like things like religion tend to be the thing that holds us back. I mean, for a good for a good majority of history, a lot of great minds in history were closeted atheists, and they only said that they were Christians to avoid getting stoned or murdered. But it was again, it was those same individuals who ended up bringing technology to the world. So I don't really abide my life by the possibility of some higher power uh, because. I don't I don't need to know that there's a higher power to just sort of be a person. You know, it's me being me and not perfect. And I don't expect another person to be perfect. But like, you know, I think I think a lot of people who have this sort of, you know, God created everything perfect kind of mentality, I think it gives too much credit to something that we don't know exists. And I, I feel like that- exists. I know God exists. But hold on. I, I, uh, every time I open my eyes, I know it. Every time I look at outside, every time I breathe air, every time I function in my natural divine way, I know it. That's just what I know. Again, I, it, I, I, I don't know about anybody who doesn't. I don't know how to how that feels. I don't. I, I've never known. I'm not. I'm not discrediting. <laughs> I'm not. Dis, I'm not discrediting the validity of how great things are. Of course, mm. it's great to be alive. It's amazing that life is a thing. However, mm. I feel as though people are too caught up on giving credit to something we still don't have concrete evidence exists. Just because something is amazing doesn't mean that the thing that we have an idea of is the thing that created it. You feel you me? To, you need to plug in. You are um, you are disconnected. Do you meditate, Kuma? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, actually. You can be you spiritual and good. not be part of organized religion. Yeah, I'm I'm more spiritual than religious as well. Now I was raised in a in a non-denomination Christian Bible-based church, and I've studied all religions. And yeah, I, uh I, grew up uh, but in, uh, had, I have the experience for myself um, what what faith can do and um, just just being present uh, and and you know using my senses I'm not desensitized to anything and I appreciate all of my senses I have they all work just fine and there's no reason for me to believe that God does not exist. Okay. And that's just that's just me personally. And yeah, and I feel that. Listen, my it's just my whole way of thinking is that there's too much energy being put into giving credit to something we still don't have concrete evidence on being there. You know what I mean? And plus mm -hmm. a lot of people when they come into the discussion about, you know, determining their validity of you know, you know, I see, I see it in the smile of every child, and I see it in the fact that I'm breathing, and I see it in the sunshine. I mean, those things can just also just be good things in the world. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, but 
can of worms. Can of worms. <laughs> All right. So we are about to close out week 131 on Verse TV's The Homos Talk Show. And Chrissy will go first, and you just give your name and where you can be found on social media, then Kuma Blue, then Virgo Husky, and I will wrap it up. All right. Um, I'm Christine Shields, uh, a.k.a. Chrissy. And you can find me on Instagram at Love One Chrissy, capital L number one, capital C, or on Facebook at uh, Christine Shields. Um, and this, what is this, 131 for hashtag Verse TV? 131. And this has been week 131 for hashtag Verse TV. All right. Kuma Blue. Hello, I'm Kuma Blue. You can find me on TikTok as Kuma underscore Blue, and you can find me on Instagram as the underscore Bara underscore Prince. And in the name of the moon, stay beautiful. All right, Sailor Moon reference. And our guest, Virgo Husky, you will go next. Hi, I'm Virgo Husky. I'm legendary LGBTQ plus hip-hop artist, arranger, all of that. You can find me at Virgo Husky um, on YouTube and Instagram and is at Virgo, no, YouTube and uh, TikTok. And it's Virgo, B-E-R-G-O underscore Husky on Instagram. And this has been Verse TV. Did I say it right? Hashtag. Hashtag. Hashtag Verse TV, and I'm Virgo, Big Virgo. All right. <laughs> okay. I am Aaron Mack, and this has been week 131 on Hashtag Verse TV. This is the Homos Talk Show, and you can find us at, you can Google us, Hashtag V-E-R-S-T-E-A-V, we are all over social media at B-E-R-S-T-E-A-V. And we have a website now, www.versetv.com. All yeah. right. And we will talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Bye. It was so nice meeting both of you, Kuma Blue, Virgo Husky. I'm going to talk to you later. Okay. If you, love, if you love Sailor Boot, check out my TikTok. Verse TV's The Homo's Talk Show. Hi, it's Chrissy from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm Aaron Mack. Hello, everyone. I'm Kuma Blue from TikTok. Hi, I'm Virgo Husky. I'm a legendary LGBTQ hip hop artist. And you are tuned in. And you are tuned in to hashtag Verse TV. Week 131.